We're going to have a chat with uh, the founder of our sponsors, the Brighton Beer Company, Lloyd, last name exclusively not known. Um, it's not actually out there, so uh, we won't mention it. But yeah, Lloyd, the founder of the Brighton, or co-founder, as we will find out, of the Brighton Beer Company, our sponsors. Um, it's going to be, I'm, I'm not going to lie, if you haven't got a beard and you don't want a beard, then just switch off now. Um, unless you're the critical type who likes to know why people, uh, want, why guys want to buy beards. Buy beards, buy stuff for beards. Um, maybe it'll be appealing to partners who don't understand their men and don't understand why they've got that facial hair, even though they don't like facial hair. Why do they keep it? Why doesn't he listen to me? Doesn't he not love me anymore? It might be information there for you, which will help. I don't know. But um, yeah, so um, if you're a dedicated runner and expected to hear about um, uh, running injury performance, it's not going to be this. This is in your show today. Um, tune in uh, this Sunday instead. We'll be talking to Jeff Gordet. So, Brian Beer Company, let's um, give you a little flash of uh, the website. Let's bring that up. There we go. If you're from Brighton you and you've got a beard, you will know these people. Um, there's no one else really compares them, to tell you the truth, although I'm obviously biased. Um, they uh, produce some fantastic scents. They've got balms, oils, brushes, gift sets, everything you need. It's a wonderful website. It's also got a really good blog, which um, I encourage you, if you haven't looked at already, to have a look at. It's got some great advice for people looking to start growing beards, what to do when you've got your three-month or your yearly, um, some great tips and advice. Um, and it's all kind of like natural um well-produced products which you haven't got to worry about where it came from or how it was made or um so yeah i encourage you to go and have a look and um, they are the sponsors of our running conference this october the 30th and 31st in brighton uh, which is fantastic because it's all about helping uh not just runners in brighton but education in brighton it's at city college where i work as well so uh tickets are still available for that uh, october the 30th and 31st which is halloween um costumes are optional if you really want to do that then come along that's fine we won't judge you um so yeah hopefully see some of you here but for now we will get rid of that and um i proudly will bring up the co-founder of the brighton beer company Louis. there we go hello matt was that a fair introduction yeah that was pretty good i like that i, I still haven't given away your last name so no, yeah. still, a, a bit like the stig on top gear aren't you it's like no one actually knows your last name. Yeah, how you doing? How it should be. Yeah, mm. doing very well, thank you. Doing very well. Fantastic. Thanks for giving out your time today. I do appreciate it. I know you're a very, very busy man being an entrepreneur and all that. Yeah, so they say. <laughs> um, when uh, So, yeah, so we're, this episode is um, – I, I made sure I introduced it because what we're going to talk about today is not going to appeal to anyone without a beard because, let's face it, the non hirsute just don't understand it, do they? They haven't got a clue. No. If anything, they're, they're probably anti it. It's a bit like Marmite, isn't it? You're either into it or you just don't like it at all. But today is all about people who have got a beard or are thinking about having a beard and they, they understand what's going on. Um, you've also got a beard. I think I've seen photos of it a bit larger than that, have I not? Yeah, I've gone through different stages. My other half, uh, she prefers it when it's slightly shorter. Don't so they all? Probably it's weird, slightly shorter it? than this. Yeah, the irony of it. I don't understand that. It's fairly ironical that they want that shorter. But anyway, yeah. yeah. Where have you had it to then, more or less with the line? Um, Not that size is important, probably but what we talking about? down to about there. All right, okay. So, yeah, probably near on a year, something like that. Was this was this um, something that sparked the start of the company? Um, is, yeah. I, um, I've gone through a lot of different jobs um, before we started this six years ago. 
So when we started the business, I was an estate agent. So people Ooh, like yes. that. Yeah. <laughs> I like the um, sound effect later on. Yeah. <laughs> but I, um, I had a big beard when I was doing that. And my boss used to just taunt me with like shave it comments all the time. Um, oh, so yeah. I kind of had to figure out a way of keeping it nice. Um, this was before beards were really trendy and there wasn't many products out there. So I tried a few, but they didn't really cut it. So um, we went to work trying to figure out what we could do. Um, and it, it took a little while to get it right. But um, we we launched maybe a couple years after making the initial recipes um, in 2013. So luckily for us, that was when beards got really trendy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good, that so, was good timing. Um, so then. we caught the wave at the right time. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because yeah, it's, uh, yeah, 2013 definitely was the time it all started. Um, I think it was attributed to George Clooney, I think. I think he kind of gets the... It wouldn't surprise me. He, yeah, he turned up at the Oscars. He was the classic kind of clean-shaven guy. And then suddenly at the, off, at the BAFTAs or something that year, he turned up and a few others did with this kind of like facial hair. Yeah, and, yeah. You need uh, someone that handsome to come along with a beard to make it acceptable. Exactly. So that us guys can then step in later yeah. on and right on their shoulders. Exactly. So at the time, I mean, do you remember? Because not everyone has beards. Obviously, bothers using products. Some people just don't put anything in. But were you looking for something at the time? I was. Yeah. I think it depends on what kind of person you are. I'm not massive on like skincare products or anything like that. Um, although I like to take care of myself. So. Um, it kind of made sense for me with a really curly beard to try and put something in it to tame it a little bit. Um, right. So that's the main reason, really. Yeah. Um, but it's one of those one of those things that um, people don't have to use beard products. Like it's just like you don't have to go down the pub and have a pint, but it's just quite nice. Makes your day a little bit better if you do. So. Yeah. I think so. I think anyone with a beard would understand that. Or I mean, I actually tell you the truth. Yeah, there's guys who don't put anything in their hair ever, you know, and they just yeah. go to the barber, spend three quid and just have a kind of a bus cut or something. But most of us, especially maybe as a sign of the times, you get up in the morning and you're trying to find a reason to go on and continue, especially when you've got young kids. And sometimes it's, well, it's the same as cologne or something, isn't it? Aftershave, just that something to make you kind of think, okay, yeah, right, that smells good. I feel okay again. I've had a shower, put in yeah. some bath. I think people really don't take... Um too much notice of their appearance and how they feel but actually if you spend some time and make yourself look good spend 10 minutes in the morning sort your beard out the rest of the day is a lot better than what it would have been i think it's a fair comment yeah i think so i mean people look at again not everyone looks at what they put on but most people think about should i wear that t-shirt or that shirt should i put on these jeans or that so it's only a kind of a um an extension to that so yeah so um so you started 2000 and three years no what time was it 2013. 2013 and how 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 do you start something like that did you did you have to start from scratch you had no kind of like many did you have any kind of idea of ingredients or uh, we had a rough idea of ingredients we've done an awful lot of research like i said it took a couple of years to get the products to where they needed to be to actually sell them um and then you start doing these things and you realize that actually you can't just make cosmetic products and start sending them to people you kind of have to have everything certified um, right. and go through all the the processes of that so there was a lot of learning involved doing that side of things yeah um, well worth it though but i'm imagining um, something like the apprentice that's the only image i've got in my head where they're given like lord sugars and a challenge to come <laughs> up with it. they haven't done beard sense yet but i'm imagining something like no, that where you just... and yeah it's a that, that's quite a good that idea is, actually it's kind of like that it was like um 
when we first started, we were both living at my partner's parents' house. Um, so there wasn't a lot of room there. We were trying to start a business. So we were working out of the spare room and just cooking stuff up in the kitchen. Um, <laughs> Makes a change in Brighton to have that sort of cooking going on in kitchens. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Similar stuff. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was really weird starting off from that sort of small little hub and then the changes that have come since then and where we are now. So, That's yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. So now you've got a slightly bigger operation. You're located in Seaford, is it? Yeah, we're Seaford now. Um, just anywhere in Brighton is too expensive to have the space yeah. that we need. So we're about 3,000 square foot now, offices upstairs and then manufacturing downstairs. So you've come a long yeah. way. That's great. Yeah. Has there been any just like uh kind of entrepreneur awards or stuff have you kind of been involved in any of that because you've done that's a really. pretty big brighton company isn't it have you put yourself forward for anything like that or you just kind of no we um we we put a few of our products into the um beauty awards i can't remember what the beauty awards are called now um but a few months ago so we got shortlisted for um free awards we didn't end up winning anything there were some really good products in our category all um, oh, right just to be shortlisted was really yeah that's great, a start isn't it yeah thing. definitely yeah especially in that yeah that world cool yeah okay so um and you've so today now um some products i saw recently you uh kind of rebranded a little bit didn't you because i've used you for quite a few years well since i've had this about four years now so for four years and it all yeah. changed in january didn't it you had like a yeah. new design yeah. where did that come from so we wanted to freshen up the whole brand really um we wanted to change our tins have something a bit more bespoke so we worked through the whole lot it's one of those things where the company's been going for six years and nothing had changed right we'd, we'd introduced new scents and stuff like that but the actual visuals of the product looked the same um and we wanted to create something that was just cleaner um so jess using her sort of design background got to work on redesigning the entire range um, so yeah she's done i'll show you quickly yeah yeah definitely so i don't know if you've seen all of these because you like the mandarin one so there's a different design on each yeah tool. yeah no, i don't know where's the camera um so I that's got see. a little octopus design on there that's all printed and embossed in the tin so no, very nice away from stickers. it's just it's also part of the eco thing as well so now we don't have all the rubbish that comes with rolls of stickers um the tins are recyclable so it's it's all better for the environment as well i figure that as well because you can see from your website you're, you're very much into that aren't you and being from brighton you haven't got much choice but yeah, that's a big that's it. yeah but that's one of the big things about buying beer company is it in terms of uh um, yeah we try and keep it all all as eco as we can there's certain things you can't avoid just because of the scale of stuff at the moment but we're always working towards that end goal of it being as sustainable as possible okay great so um i want to i'm hoping that a few people who watch this let's imagine let's start from somebody who's thinking of growing a beard or maybe try growing a beard and they shaved it off because it was too itchy or something or it just didn't seem to grow um i've, I've you've got some great blogs online which people can have a look at brianbeardcompany.co.uk but i mean have you got like top tips as the founder of the company and on for the guy who's starting to try and grow a beard and struggling uh my top tips number one is just don't shave it sounds obvious doesn't it it's, it's, yeah it's really simple but you're not going to get anywhere if you start shaving so you really want to leave at least four weeks before a razor or scissors touch your face at all depending on how fast your beard grows everyone's different um but at least four weeks at that point you probably want to start using some beard oil 
because um, it's going to be a shorter stubbly beard at that point. Um, so it can get itchy around your neckline and stuff like that if you leave the um, the ends of the hair sharp. So yeah, definitely use some beard oil then. Um, and yeah, be patient because if if you're thinking about growing a beard and you um, you give it time, you give it four weeks, and then one day you wake up and you're like, oh, this looks rubbish, and you cut it off. You haven't given yourself enough time. You really need to give yourself like 48 hours. If you decide to cut it off, well, wait 48 hours and still see if you feel the same way then. Um, if you do, then go for it. But if you don't. Yeah, I think we've all been there. No one who's managed to get a beard. And I used to have, I mean, there's some, I nearly uploaded them today. I might intersplice them on the final edit of this, but I've had like yeardies and stuff and I wouldn't go back there because it kind of looked cool if you Instagram it and black and white and put a shadow in. But in real life, I just look like a rabbi, but which wasn't the look <laughs> I was really going for. But um, yeah, I mean, we've all been there trying to grow it and then suddenly you wake up and think, I hate it. And if you shave it off or that's it, it's gone. I think yeah, the best advice I ever got was go to a barber's. Just go to yeah. a barber as a professional and say, look, I'm having a bit of a beard crisis. And they might trim it or change it or just do something to help you through um, the wilderness exactly until you wake up. It's good to try and, get, um, try and get recommendations from someone on that front because not all barbers are capable of cutting a beard the same as others. So Controversial, interesting statement. Yeah. We can't name any names, obviously. No, no, but I've had a few suspect trims in my time. <sighs> and there's nothing worse than spending five months growing a beard and then someone coming along and just starting in the middle and shaving a big old it's true, out. isn't it? It is true. And we'll just have to let people um, kind of discover themselves. But I mean, that's an interesting point. How do you, I mean, you could just ask and get advice from someone else, but what are some telltale signs if you go into a barber's that they are going to give you a good beard? Or is it just going are. on recommendations? Yeah, go on recommendations. Obviously, sometimes you're going to have to just try it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like. But, um, yeah, you've got to be good at asking for what you want, I think. Mm. that's that's the main thing we've actually got a blog post on that as well so um oh good there's I'll a few rules there for, for asking your barber to cut the, the sort of the beard style that you want i think sometimes making sure that you go get get your beard trimmed by someone who's got a beard might help because they kind yeah. of understand a little bit about it um so that helps um i remember i went to i'll mention them because i'm not going to slag them off at all but you know that little uh cutter and grinder is it called you know in yeah, yeah. uh yeah, I think that was the first place I went to and it wasn't very long. I think it was about a month or two and literally kind of looked at me and said, I'm not going to touch it. Don't touch it. Just I'll yeah. trim your hair. But my best advice for you, based on what you said, is don't let anybody touch it for at least another month. Then come back. And that's probably the best advice. Yeah. You know, you go somewhere and they start trimming and changing it. You're never going to get anywhere. So thank you. A shout out to Cutter and Grinders for being honest. Yeah. And that guy there, I don't think he works there anymore, but he was some Polish guy who kind of worked 70 hours a week and had another job and a massive beard. And that was really so good. So in reality, you just couldn't be bothered to cut your beard. <laughs> I think that was it. He was just tired. <laughs> he started talking to me about his plantar fasciitis and because he was trying to run, but he couldn't do it. So we had a chat about that. But but anyway, yeah, it's true. Um, you've got to be careful um, about which barber you go to. And if you find one, then yeah, stick with them. Yeah, there's plenty um, of good barbers here in Brighton as well, so you can't go. Oh, you've got so much choice. I mean, that's, I mean, I work in City College where I work. Um, I work um, with the hair and beauty department and the barbering is done up there. So it's yeah. still quite a trendy thing, isn't it? The whole beard life and barber life yeah. and it's, it's still there. So some of the kids are really dedicated to it. And now and oh, again, definitely. I let them. Yeah, actually, yeah the I'm barbering lying. thing has had a real resurgence recently. If you look at the amount of barbers that are opening up around the country, yes. Yeah, it's an interesting really well. one. It's 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 kind of it's kind of cool. 
Um, I think some discover the hard way that you can't just open up a business, open up a barbershop and think it's going to take off. You've got to still, well, as you know, it says on the blog that you're quite into looking at businesses and successful businesses. And what was yeah. that in regards to? Um, I don't know. I think I've always had a bit of like an entrepreneurial spirit in me. My parents, when I was growing up, they both owned their own businesses. So it was really odd for me to, when I was speaking to my friends and uh, like my girlfriend and stuff, to realize that their families all had like normal jobs they just went to work so it's sort of been in me from a, a young age that you just go and do your own you do your own thing make your own money so um yeah. i like to i like to look at the ins and outs of businesses see how they run and and that sort of thing yeah you've definitely got to have that kind of alan sugar thing inside you i think to start a successful business especially if it's going to get as big as kind of buying beer company and that so um you mentioned oils so one of the big questions which i'm still not 100 percent clear on but Oils versus balms. Is it a personal thing or they're kind of different? It's a bit of a personal thing. So they're both great for conditioning your beard. That's really what you'd want to use them for. Um, the balm is going to have additional hold to it. So for someone like a beard um, with a beard like yours, that sort of length, I'd say go for a balm. Um, it's going to give you a little bit more structure to it and hold it in place, um, but also get the effects of the conditioning. So we do have people that use both of them together. So it is a bit of a personal preference as well. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose it's all very individual. Um, yeah. I, the only thing I noticed <laughs> back in the early days was like the oil, especially if used too much can give you kind of a bit of a soul glow, Eddie Murphy moment. You do get that kind of shine, don't you? Yeah, you've got to be a little bit careful because you really you only need a few drops. You don't need to go too mad, and you've got yeah. to really work it through to the skin. The ingredients in there are um, they're chosen to be as beneficial for the skin as they are for the hair. So, really rubbing it into the skin through your beard is just as important as rubbing it through the beard. You don't want to just end up with a big shiny oily beard. That's not, <laughs> that's not the point. <laughs> Some people do. I see some people out there who it's must like that stuff. kind of gling. Yeah. It's kind of weird. It scares them. I mean, it me. will absorb eventually, but yeah. you only have to you'd be using your phone and then you'd, you'd end up with all the oil over it. So got to be exactly, a bit careful. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, oils and balms. And then, I mean, I discovered as well, just through reading the blogs, um, the, the, the brush, the type of brush you use, because that's another thing. Like some people will try using an old metal comb or something or – and yeah. that's kind of porn as well as when you're trying to grow your beard, isn't it? Because you can easily end up ripping bits out. And... Yeah, it causes a lot of friction when you use the wrong um, materials in your beard. So we only recently have introduced um, like an acetate um, comb. Before that, we would only use um, oxhorn. Um, it was sort of sourced from, um, they, what did they call it? It's, it's like a sustainable source. But it was only taken from cows that have died of natural causes or from right. oxford died from natural causes um vegans and vegetarians still didn't like that um, yeah which i can understand because it's not it's not ideal but the material of the oxhorn is um, exactly the same material as your hair and nails so when you brush your beard with that you don't get any friction um so it doesn't cause any damage to the hair so it's a really good product yeah, yeah, and yeah. it lasts if you buy one um it's, it's going to last you for years and years like 30 years it should be absolutely yeah, fine yeah like and the brush product. that's uh is it ball bristle or what was it there yeah it's a ball bristle so people have been using ball bristles and brushes for hundreds of years um 
it's really good for taming and like training your beard to go in certain directions and stimulating your skin underneath as well bringing blood flow to the surface stuff like that but they're they're fantastic products if you use them it really changes the beard game completely yeah and you do notice it i think um so these are all great tips for people who kind of i mean some people like an unruly beard it is a fashion in itself yeah. isn't it that kind of like walking the streets of brighton shaking paper bags at buses they like that look <laughs> but other people are kind of like oh this isn't quite right especially if you're the house having a go at you and going oh you look like a tramp kind of thing so yeah this is where the answers are yeah the balms the oils the brushes um fine and then scent wise i mean how many scents have you got out there now did you introduce some new ones recently or yeah we've got six cents in the original range um so when we had a changeover of the packaging in january we introduced the scents um across every product so you can now buy um the six cents in a balm oil wax um so it's sort of got some continuity there if you want to use a mustache wax and do a big handlebar mustache you can also use a balm and it smells the same um, which is actually really important we should have introduced that a lot sooner um, we also introduced a higher end range called Ulfriston, um, which is absolutely gorgeous. It's bergamot rose geranium. Um, oh, smells right. fantastic. You will have to send you some over. You'll really like it. It's got, um, so one of the special ingredients in it is broccoli seed oil. Oh, I'm not a big fan of broccoli. You would not smell it. <laughs> okay. But it's fantastic for you. The, the feeling of the balm is, is just beautiful. So. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll send you, you, over for it. you have a go. That'd be amazing. Well, I'm hoping. I mean, uh, yeah, I'd love to try some stuff out and then I'll let people know. It's a funny combination, the old uh, beard and the running thing. But then again, I know a lot of runners who have got beards. Um, yeah. It's still, we'll talk about a little later on why guys have beards, but it's there's still an awful lot of, I think probably that film, what was it, 300 or something? That kind of like just reinitiated the whole, you know. Yeah. Um, Beard thing. You, but anyway, beard, you just get a body like that as well that's exactly the, and we don't listen to the haters <laughs> so um wonderful right so um we talked about starting a beard the products you need um yeah and then that's fine anything any other products you haven't mentioned that are worth talking about one of about? the important ones i think that we didn't mention is um the beard shampoo oh yeah of course so, my favorite yes yeah that's it took us a long time to come up with the recipe for that um just to get it perfect it takes maybe a week for your beard and skin to get used to the change of product a lot of people have been used to using harsh chemicals on their face so when you use something completely natural uh, with no parabens or sulfates in it it's it does take a little while to appreciate the change um but once you do it's it's fantastic for your skin it's much better than using just your generic head and shoulders so no, definitely. Yeah. I can vouch for that. And I know it might vary from person to person, but I remember, you know, I was just thinking, and you know, especially with the kids, you're thinking, I'll oh, just use your normal shampoo. I spend this money. You got to cut back, but you notice the difference very quickly. Even some yeah. people start commenting, looking a bit straggly and it's kind of like, I think even growing as well, and it's everything slows down. It's just less healthy. So yeah, I'm a big fan of the Miller's bar. It's definitely, and it smells great as well. Um, yeah. It's one of my favorite products. It's actually, I think it's probably our best seller um, nowadays. Oh yeah. Uh, so it should be yeah definitely wicked so um that's great i thought we'd uh, have a little uh stroll through the history of beards because yeah. let's face it <laughs> some of the people who are watching this um are going to be interested in for example did you know did you know that uh, where the word beard comes from i don't know it translates as uh, obviously i looked this up but um 
just common yeah, knowledge the, the beard is it comes from a german language um and it means kind of like to oppose or to challenge okay. um and so it's always because it's been sense. that symbol the idea of if you're going to challenge or combat somebody you face them so you're face to face you would face their beard so straight away just looking at the word beard you've got wonderful images of challenging and non-conformity and kind of confirming your masculinity um so i mean that's quite a nice way to start but it's always kind of been there from early days hasn't it the beard how far back can you go do you think where you think the nations and civilizations using beards and why did they have them how far do you want to go back prehistoric times Oh, Prius <laughs> caveman <laughs> had beards. It's true. I mean, there are did, theories yeah. on that. There's not a lot of almost hundred uh... percent of cavemen had beards. Yeah, I wonder why <laughs> I that is. That. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. Statistics. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't think the. In fact, I know that the razors didn't come around. I don't think until about seventeen hundred and something or something like that. Surgical razors. But yeah, I think yeah. I've read that beards were actually probably used as they are. Um, by animals as um, a sign of authority and menacing and in fighting there is something yeah. about that facial hair which shows you virile it is you know and it's you only like got to look at lions and yeah trying to make yourself look bigger that sort of thing this is true yes this is true the uh yeah the hair on end um, phenomenon yeah it's true so yeah beards have always been there as a sign and let's face it we can't really i mean like i think we said off air there's no other way apart from pulling your trousers down to show that you're kind of you're that much of a bloke and some of us shouldn't even really do that but a beard straight away shows you yeah, i'm a man i've got extra levels of testosterone and i can grow a beard so yeah, it's always kind of from a distance as well, yeah. yeah but it does come and go in in history and it was an interesting thing i looked up online that the 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 fads of beards coming and going seem to it kind of seems to be like a a curve of as soon as fashions kind of make men a little bit not very masculine in the traditional sense if you look back in history and you see eras of where men started wearing wigs and powdered faces and lipstick and makeup and all that not long after that suddenly the beard came in like a whoa 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 we've got to kind of knock this on the head and get back to what it is being a man again yeah. i think that's happened throughout history but yeah, also pattern that will repeat itself. it's an interesting one um but then there's always been haters in history there's always been people who have kind of like decided, no, the beard doesn't work. And um, I mean, the military is a famous one, I think. Um, yeah. Well, I think the, that started from um, Alexander the Great decided that soldiers shouldn't have beards because it's um, in battle, their enemies would be able to grab them. It'd be a disadvantage. So he made all soldiers shave their beards. Oh, seriously? Oh, yeah, I didn't yeah. know that. That's amazing. Well, that yeah. kind of makes sense. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it makes perfect sense because it is, although it could look intimidating, it is probably a disadvantage of someone just. Yeah, you grab hold of the beard, beard and then you've got, that's fantastic, which is why the Greeks probably did so well. Yeah. Okay. Well, and the Vikings um, aren't. Yeah, yeah, and the Vikings are, but they, they're not worried about people grabbing their beards, are they? They're, no, they're, they're if anything, they it. would <laughs> tease them and then be ready here with two. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's interesting looking through the cultures. I mean, I did I had a look back and I was quite surprised to see when it comes to grooming products, how long back there's kind of like evidence of ancient um, kind of like uh, straightening tongs and curling tongs, yeah. even going back to pharaohs and stuff. And then yeah. I kind of remembered amongst those, the kind of like Mesopotamian that you do kind of see these images and paintings of, of beards with kind of like ridges in them and kind of like almost crimped. What's the word? Crimped, is it? Yeah, crimped. So, yeah, so they were um, obviously using tongs and stuff to it's crazy. manipulate how they looked. Yeah. Uh, yeah it's quite interesting stuff when you start looking back into it. It is. The history of it is, is wonderful. Um, 
I think quite a lot of the ancient civilizations used to use um, things to dye their beards as well. So try and dye them red or brown and, and things like that. And I know it's in true. ancient Egypt, yeah. they used to wear uh, like a metal beard, the kings and queens. Uh, so I've seen pictures of that. Yeah. So why would they do that then? I what, in case know. they couldn't grow a beard, they just put on a fake yeah, one? Yeah, they just put on a metal one and strap it around the head and away they go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I, I'm not really sure of the reason. I'm, I'm just aware of it. Yeah, well, that's that opens up a new interesting line for the Brian Beard Company. If you can't grow yeah. your beard, buy one of our, our I'll get in touch beards. with a blacksmith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's and 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 there's actually a World Beard Day now as well, which yeah. I've I've um, never actually celebrated. I didn't even know about it. Oh no! Yeah, no, it's but, a big thing for us. World Beard Day. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, we've been um, we've been celebrating it for probably the last five years. I think the first year um, we started, we didn't really understand what World Beard Day was. Um, it's just a celebration of bearded men, really. So you shouldn't have to do any chores or jobs or anything on World Beard Day if you're a man with a beard. That's oh wow! Rules. Yeah, I hope you've got that on your website one. somewhere. <laughs> I hope you've got. That's interesting. Yeah, you should make a little template which we can print out and give to our better halves. Yeah. What is it? The first <laughs> September, isn't it? Yeah, it's the first Saturday in September, I think. All right. Okay. So it's just around the corner. So no working yeah. on that day. We yeah, we normally do a little something a little bit special on World Beard Day as well. So we send a, a, an email with something special in it. <laughs> oh, wicked! Yeah, that's amazing. <clears throat> is it a UK thing or is it national? No, international? No. Yeah, international. Oh wow. Yeah okay so yeah world beard day so they do sort of bearded games as well so you can get all your bearded friends and make a bearded pyramid just random stuff <laughs> <laughs> of course you do yeah of course, course yeah what else would you do on world beard day? oh wow of course yeah i can't believe i just asked the question is world beard day just the uk or is it i didn't want to bring that up but... <laughs> i might edit that bit out we'll yeah <laughs> yeah cut yeah. So yeah, World Beard Day is obviously an international uh, festival around the world. That's fantastic. Yeah, celebrated uh, every country. <laughs> so yeah, you've got a newsletter. Obviously, I've signed up for that. Um, so uh, people who do sign up for that, like I say, the blog is it you who writes the blog, or is it a mixture of you? Or it's a mixture of all of us. Yeah. 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 We great... we try and get different stuff in there. So there'll be some educational stuff in there. There'll be some stuff that's just for fun, um, and th then events and things like that as well. So. Yeah. Have you got, do you know offhand what the kind of most read blogs are, what the biggest demand is? Our most read blog is actually Beard Balm versus Beard Oil. Oh, really? Yeah, I can appreciate yeah. that. It's one of these. It's like yeah. um, when I first had a, a long beard and obviously I had the obligatory kind of like hard parting and kind of the whole long hair thing. And then yeah. you had the made against a gel or oil based against, I think they go quite hand in hand. Did you ever go through that phase of kind of pomades no. and oils and that? No, no. I was always a Matt Clay guy. Well, a Matt Clay guy. <laughs> Still am. <laughs> oh, brilliant. No, I definitely went through that. And it was very similar to the whole kind of oil. Um, when you get into oil-based or water-based, and it's you can spend a fortune online. Oh, yeah. But such powerful branding with the companies out there. It's quite amazing. Yeah, a lot of it is just the branding, isn't it? That's the... uh, yeah. I wonder whether these days guys are still kind of reluctant to talk about products they use i wonder whether something like a beard opens it up and allows you to kind of talk about the fact yes i do buy things to to kind of like groom myself um do you think yeah, it's still think a bit of a stigma a, attached to it or i think things have changed in, in the last 10 years massively i don't think there's mm. so much of a stigma even my dad knows um, nearly 60 the products he uses 
you wouldn't believe and he's not scared to tell people about it he loves it so yeah. i think yeah it's just more acceptable now i wonder how much of that is a brighton thing though because it is a bit different down here isn't it maybe yeah to be honest i'm not i don't know if you used to go up north would it be the same I, I, well my wife is from wigan and uh, yeah. her dad makes it quite clear <laughs> although he's a liar he's a liar because he's got a little goatee and i've seen he's got products he's got little clippers and stuff he just doesn't he tell people about them exactly yeah <laughs> so i think it's just yeah there's kind of like oh you don't talk about that no, no, no. yeah but down here in brighton yeah it's uh, we celebrate all sorts of inclusion and diversity and yeah. and I also think most course, bearded men really like talking about that sort of thing it's a real it's almost like a pop culture stuff I think it's probably quite healthy. I mean, we live in an era where we're trying to convince men to talk about feelings and emotions and the whole mental awareness. And we look at suicide rates and things, and it's a big thing that's going on. So I think that's probably a, one of the stepping stones. If you can feel confident about just talking about the fact that you do like to kind of look good and feel good, then that kind of yeah. opens up the dialogue, doesn't it? It's an important one. Yeah. yeah. And talking about all that sort of thing is so important now as well. Like you say, that's, that's only just recently become acceptable talking about your feelings <laughs> yeah yeah no it's very it's very true it's very true um okay so yeah so i recommend people if they're um looking to uh learn about beer sign up to your newsletter i think when they sign up to your newsletter then you start getting offers and stuff anyway don't you if i remember rightly yeah you should get a few things through um so yeah i, I think there's a, like a 10 percent discount on your first order if you sign yeah. up to the newsletter so it's good to take advantage of that one and then you'll just receive information on when um new products are released um and any other deals that might be going on at the time so yeah no it's so you're a very friendly company um obviously i'm biased because i'm because because you know i love your products but um anybody who's not quite sure that, uh, or they're worried about spam mail um, yeah, signing up to buy beer company is, is a pretty cool experience. You get you feel like you're part of a nice club. You get to read blogs and products and stuff like that. And um, what's um future for buying beer company? Then you've already kind of repackaged and done lots of exciting things in January. But have you got anything else on the horizon? Um, we are just trying to grow sort of our audience, really. Um, just getting more customers around the country. Um, we want to be in a few more barber shops we're, we're stocked in a lot of like independent uh small gift stores and stuff like that mm. um we do quite well all across europe so poland love our products um we sell a lot a lot there i'd like to break into russia and a few other places so there's a lot lot for us to work on there's also just new products that we want to release mm -hmm. um i won't go into too much but um <laughs> What, yeah, um, so that's what, we want to start doing, really. what about the future beers? Do you think, I mean, they've hung around for quite a strangely long time now. A lot of people thought it would be a fad that comes and goes. We're talking about quite a few years. Yeah. I, when we first started the business, people told us, oh, it's not going to last. And then it was around for a year and people were still saying it. People still say it to me now. Yeah. Um, but I really think that like when beards became popular this time around and there was this resurgence of, um, of products for beards and stuff, it became not a trend because mm. um, there's always been men that have had beards even when it wasn't trendy but now it's okay for those men to use products so mm. even if the trend goes away slightly and they're not as many men have beards there's always going to be a need for these products and i think yeah it's it's like someone suddenly saying that people don't use pomades and stuff anymore right yeah yeah no, that's an interesting one i think even i think you've nailed it on the head it's come like a time where guys are not so embarrassed to actually admit that they like testing new stuff and buying new smells and it's kind of like nothing wrong with it yeah. so if you want to enjoy that 
um, then yeah, you've either got to kind of like get into a particular haircut or something, or get into a beard style, or um, so yeah. And long may they stick around. I say. I think mine because you've got uh, you've got two and a half year old a baby as well, haven't you? Yeah, two and a half year old and uh, eight month old. So you had the beard before they came along. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because mine was pretty much tied in with when my youngest, who's four, just over four now. I don't know whether it was because he started, I'd left a stubble. I was a young dad, not sleeping and well, not young, but I was a dad, recent dad, not sleeping and grew a little bit of a beard and, and, and he just started pulling it and laughing and smiling yeah. and looking at me. And I think I've talked to a few other dads. It was like just that connection of them pulling it. But I think it might be a dad thing. I wonder whether, because Maybe. when you become a father, things change and you kind of accept that role of I'm kind of like the man, I'm the father for this kid. And I wonder whether psychologically, the beard thing kind of stuck in there as well yeah potentially it's definitely a good way for the baby to distinguish between mum and dad yeah depending on who you're married to but yeah in most <laughs> cases <laughs> yeah in most oh, cases um <laughs> it's uh yeah i think so and there's some classic youtube videos of dads who've decided to shave off their beards and then <laughs> try picking up their babies and yeah maybe just freaking out you know, <laughs> oh my kids do that anyway so <laughs> right so um obviously i've heard as well on the grapevine um not to this is run chat live so interestingly enough you 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 enjoy a bit of running yourself i mean you've done the odd 10k and tough yeah, mudder I have stuff. Done in the past. yeah yeah i've done a few different bits and pieces nothing too serious um but i do enjoy it i'm just not very good at sticking to the training schedules that's the that's the thing that catches me out so oh, yeah. you do all this training for like a little 10k or something and then as soon as the 10k is done i'm i well i'm done so <laughs> training stops and i just go back to normal if you're a busy man i suppose life always gets in the way i mean especially for people trying to train for a marathon or something where you've got to commit to like three or four times a week yeah but um yeah but what is it about running that you enjoy is it just getting out of the house or what do you yeah it's the fact that when you're running you don't often think about much else or i don't anyway maybe it's just because i'm so unfit <laughs> But I'll be running along and I, I won't think about the the issues or, or problems with anything else or what needs to be done with the business. I'm literally just running. And that's it. So I quite yeah. like to, if I do run, um, just run without music, just run out in nature. It's brilliant. So that's Are you a fan of the sea or the kind of off-road downs or what's? I like the downs. I like running off-road. Yeah. yeah. I, although where I am, because we're... Um, we're obviously on the south coast. I've got the sea on one side of my house and, and the downs on the other, so I can just pick and choose, which is really nice. Yeah, yeah, we are we are definitely um, gifted in Brighton. This part of the world it is marvellous, yeah. Um, fine, and so are we going to – I mean, have you got any desires to get back into another 10K? Or Sometimes it's good to have a goal. To get yeah, I'd, lo and... I'd really love to. What? Um... Sorry, someone's coming in. That's okay. Business is starting. Business is back again. Uh, where do we get to? Uh, yeah. So, you got, have you ever thought about putting yourself in for another ten k or something? Or like the I know there's a ten mile. There's the bright ten mile in Brighton along the seafront. That's a nice ten mile stretch. If you wanted to go a bit further. Yeah. I, what I'd really like to do. Um, I done last year. I done the Alfriston Park Run. Right. Um, which I think it was ten k. <laughs> if not, it felt like it. Um, but that was quite hilly. Um, yeah. So. If I was to do another one, I'd like to do something sort of flat-ish um, yeah, to ease yeah. into it. But, yeah, it was 
what was it called? I watched um I watched a documentary on Netflix. Yeah. The Berkeley Mile or the Berkeley something. It's just a massive hill one in New Zealand or something. Or it's like an ultra um running event by some crazy guy that lives in the woods. Okay. Um but he runs that and that sort of inspired me to start running. I didn't realise how hard running was right. until <laughs> until then. So it was a bit of an odd one, but Obviously, you have all these grand notions of going, oh, I've, I've watched this documentary. I can be an ultra runner now. And you get out and you do like two miles. And you're like, Jesus Christ, I can't, can't run yeah. two miles, let alone, let alone 50. It's good, though, to get you inspiration from, every, from, you know, from different places, though. Sometimes you can go over the top, like the whole born to run thing and the barefoot craze. Um, yeah. I mean, if it gets people out the doors and interested in what should I put on my feet? Can I experiment with this? Then it's all cool. It's just when it starts you know being suggested that it's science when it's not really it's just kind of ideas and stuff yeah i think That's i got cool. pulled into the whole barefoot i really like oh, the idea of that but yeah we have enough Everyone. information you can make anything sound good that's uh exactly exactly that's thing, so. but hopefully we're going to um have you along at the uh the running conference in october if you're free on those days i know with your two little ones it might be a bit of a problem but if you can if you're free then there'll be definitely plenty of running inspiration along there and some evidence-based stuff for you to listen to yeah it'd be really great to that might be a little bit of a jump start to get back into it so exactly and it's going to be october before we know it yeah. fantastic uh well look it's been a pleasure listening to you and sharing um the history of the business and some top tips i hope people who have watched it um have got some insight and that they'll be um kind of inspired to go along to your website um anything else happening or anything else you kind of want to plug or talk about or mention that you know of what have we got going on i don't think so i think we've we've had a nice chat i don't think there's a lot else to to tell I people all I see. actually there is i just remember myself actually talking there is a you were kind enough to give us a rcl 15 promo code so if that's you are watching this yeah <laughs> that's the main <laughs> thing at the moment so if you are watching this um either as the podcast or as the video then yeah, um, I'm not sure how long it's going to last, but there is an RCL15 promo code going on over at www.thebrightonbeercompany.co.uk. An awful long name. At the time, were you it thinking, is. I mean, it's tricky. Oh, it's, <laughs> trying to come up with a name for a company is so hard. So we were nearly Reggie's Beard Care for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> oh, really? Just a Brighton thing, yeah. Give it a weird yeah. name, like Dave yeah. or something for TV yeah. channel. <laughs> yeah well look well, thanks mate thank you so much for um giving us your time i know you're very busy um and hopefully um we will catch up again soon maybe in a few months to see what's changed what's going on and if not we'll see you at the uh at the conference yeah no that'd be great thank you for having me oh, no, no problem at all my pleasure thank you very much um i'm gonna sign off now i'm gonna move you just down to back to the lobby again and then sign off here and then i'll come down and say goodbye to you officially okay, okay mate so i'll see you in a couple of minutes thank you lloyd there we go. What a lovely gentleman. Um, yeah, there's a lot in there, which is you've got to have a beard to appreciate it. Um, if you haven't, then I'm always cringing at people watching this who just won't understand any of it. Also, there's a bit of a Brighton thing going on there as well. So um, hopefully if you're from Brighton, then there'll be a few. Um, uh, some of the things we talked about will hit home there as well. So, yeah, thank you very much. This has just been um, an exclusive special and our sponsors, the Brighton Beer Company, UK. Um, as always, leave some comments. Um, uh, Lloyd and the team are fantastically approachable and you can always uh, contact them via the website. Uh, they do have an active presence as well on Twitter. 
Um, I see them on Facebook. Obviously, there's the pages. Um, or you can contact them via us um, in the comments um, after this video on the podcast. Um, thank you much for joining us. If you enjoyed it, then uh, we can do some more. Um, I know I'm going to get some products to test, and I'll mention them at the beginning of the regular podcast on Sundays. Um, I'm looking forward, actually, because I've been the same kind of smell for the last four years so it'll be quite exciting to try something new and this sunday coming up we have got jeff gordette of runners connect who's going to be looking at uh techniques to achieving your 5k pb so that's something which lloyd might want to watch as well um yeah those of you who are plateauing your park run you're not getting that pb jeff is um, a hugely inspiring coach uh, from Boston, from Runners Connect outfit. He's going to be uh, providing some bombshells on yeah, what some of us are doing wrong to get that 5K PB in terms of training, sleep, nutrition, and all the other factors which will make up the difference. So do join us Sunday. Um, the time, I think it's 3.30, but don't quote me on that. Have a look at our website, runchatlive.com. Um, that's it, I think. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Um, we'll see you this Sunday, hopefully. Goodbye. You're listening to Run Chat Live Podcast, putting the evidence back into running injury and performance.